Uh, over the weekend, I had a very strange experience on the uh, on the Eastern. Uh, after enjoying, uh, and we'll talk about this later, the best pie I've ever had in Olinda, a tandoori chicken pie. Crikey, it was amazing. Anyway, so we're on the Eastern on the way back, and I think it was around the Burke Road merge, um, where traffic from Burke Road comes on to the Eastern heading to the city. There are roadworks on the city, on the uh, the eastern at the moment, so you were down to 80. Uh, we were doing 80, but it seemed like the traffic merging with us was doing 100. Uh, and it was confusing. And I, I'm wondering how prevalent this particular problem is. Because uh, kids are going back to school, so that means uh, school, the 40 uh, limit is in play. And you wonder if uh, half the time that's not there to catch people out. Um, speed limits change all over the place. The logic behind it is often baffling, uh, especially in school zones. Um, I want to know where the most confusing speed zones are. One double three six nine three. One double three six nine three. Where they go up, they go down. Uh, there was a very interesting article in drive.com.au that reveals school zones continue to confuse drivers as one third, to ad- one third of drivers admit to speeding through them. Uh, one remarkable takeaway from this particular article was, uh, A, the amount of money that the New South Wales state government makes from fines in uh, school zones, and also the reason that people slow down. And it's not necessarily because of child safety, believe it or not. It's to avoid a fine. Uh, somebody who knows uh, a lot about this because she was behind the article, Susanna Guthrie, consumer editor at drive.com.au, joins me now. Good afternoon, Susanna. Good afternoon, Tony. Thanks for having me. Well, great to have you on. Uh, the numbers, certainly as New South Wales go, are very large and they would be replicated in Victoria, no doubt. Uh, how many people actually get pinged for speeding in school zones? Absolutely. So I don't know the numbers for Victoria, but in New South Wales, it's 47,000 plus. Wow. And that's, um, that's sort of over the course of, I think it's around six years. Um, but that's $220 million in revenue for the New South Wales government. So as you said before, is it to catch drivers out? Obviously, there's a very legitimate safety reason for these school zones, but we've got to admit that um, they are pretty confusing. And if you don't have school-aged children, you have no idea when school is in session. At least I don't, and I know others don't either. Yeah, true. I mean, obviously, being a parent, you are only too well aware of when kids go back to school, especially after summer holidays, because that's when a certain amount of peace returns to the house. Um, <laughs> what, what is the logic? You would, The government often is required to explain its decision-making process. Mm-hmm. What goes into the logic of speed zones, as far as you know, Susanna? As far as I know, I mean, specifically speaking about school zones, it really is to... I just spoke to someone actually from the Victorian Department of Transport who said the goal is actually to remove confusion and have consistency across the board. So I called them up and said, what about private schools versus public schools? Because that in and of itself is a confusing topic. And they said, look, we just like to have a blanket rule, essentially, so that there is less grey area. But um, I know for myself, just going past those school zone signs, I have to kind of slow down just to read them, to be honest, you know, yeah. 2 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. And then I have to check the time because often you don't know when, what time it is. So I do think there is still some confusion left and we almost need to do a better job. And I know that this isn't just a Victorian issue of 
of kind of standardising things because not only do they vary by school zone and school time, it also varies by state and territory too. So if you're driving interstate, it's sometimes 30 kilometres an hour. In South Australia, it's 25 kilometres an hour in a school zone. So lots of room for uh, interpretation there. Government uh, legislation and and, um, what we're seeing here is often about nudging behaviour. And I thought this was remarkable. For those who do abide by the speed limit, 48% claimed the fear of getting fined is why they choose to follow the rules. How many were actually worried about injuring somebody? Well, that's the problem, right? I think we're all too scared of fines. And the, the big call out here, particularly in school zones, and you'll know having you know read road rule stuff before, um, any penalty doubles in a school zone. So whether it's speeding, a parking infringement, anything, you get double the merits in school zones, you get double the fine, everything becomes a lot more expensive when you do it in a school zone. So I think there is that fear, and I tend to operate by the when in doubt, just slow down, because I do think uh, if you're not across those school term dates, it's just too confusing, and you risk a fine of, you know, approaching $1,000 in uh, some instances, which is not, not oh insignificant. Uh, no, that's a lot of money. Uh, three. we're trying to get the most confusing speed zone in <laughs> Victoria um, where would you allocate or what would you nominate, Susanna, as the most confusing stretch of road when it comes to speed oh. zones or speed limits? I've got to say, um, around where I live, I'm in Richmond, yeah. and it is construction zone meets school zone hell. Oh. And um, the other thing I find really frustrating is if you have a modern car, which I do, it's relatively new, it has something called an active speed limiter, which basically drops your speed down in line with the speed signs. But it doesn't tell the difference between, um, you know, an active school zone or an inactive school zone. So sometimes I'll be driving along at 60K yeah. and, you know, during school holidays, all of a sudden my car will slam the brakes on for me. <laughs> and it's terrifying. And that, you know, coupled with the, the construction zones, which often the signs are left up. They shouldn't be, but they're often left up when yeah. the, the builders have all gone home. So my car's just kind of jerking around. And I must look like a terrible driver to those outside the vehicle. But, um, yeah, that's... Anywhere in my suburb is a nightmare, personally. Obviously, I'm biased, but it, it is kind of the morning commute has become a matter of numbers and figures and just keeping my eyes peeled. When your car has children, it will know exactly when school is in and when it is out. Thank you, <laughs> Susanna. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. My pleasure. Thanks. That is Susanna Guthrie, consumer editor at drive.com.au. Do you live near a confusing speed zone? Uh, where it just doesn't make sense, or it goes up and down like a bride's nighty. Uh, where have you been caught speeding? If you've been caught speeding in a school zone, 